0: I'm saying it's definitely deeper than rap. There are a lot of great things
1: happening in hip hop for sure. From the outside looking in, you may not even understand. We're reporting live from deep within the culture. Ayo, part learning platform, part
0: inspiration. I'm talking all things culture. It's the Hip Hop Study Hall Podcast
1: with DJ Egan.
0: Let's get into it, man, 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 man. <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. If, if it's one thing that I like to do, it's um I feel like every time I open this mic here with this Hip Hop Study Hall podcast that I'm going to learn something, right? I'm going to learn something. That's how I feel. So when I call this brother right here, he might have been shocked what I was calling him for. But I feel like when I look in this industry, if it's one of the dudes that I look at and I respect one of my brothers and I ever since I've met this dude, I'd be like, yo, like, I love what he's doing. I don't talk to him every day, but I see it from afar. I see the work he's put in, and I'm proud to know him. And I was like, I know he don't like to talk about himself a lot. He's expressed that to me. But if I could get him to give me 30 (laughs) minutes here,
1: 30 minutes,
0: then we would have something. My man, Corey Sparks, let me get this title right. VP of Promotion at Epic Records.
1: How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. I can't complain. You know, back in the saddle, it's January, we back at it. You know, um, you know, time turn, turn, time to uh, turn the ship on, right? And get to it like we do every year. We had a nice long break, and now it's time to get you know, put our hard hats on and get back to work.
0: Here, here's one thing we never talk about because you know, in the hip hop world, everything is grind, everything is grind. But Absolutely. this is something that everybody may not know. I know because I come from the radio side. At a certain point, the industry kind of shuts down every year, right? At a certain point, you guys like Absolutely. shut everything down.
1: It's called it's called a recess. Okay. It's and, on a recess. So it's usually, it usually it happens when the chart closes, which is like the second. I want. I think it's the second Monday, second Tuesday in December, and it, it, the chart is closed, and then we're done for the year right. until the first week of January. So charts we're on a recess. But you know, but you have to realize we don't we don't work nine to five. So a lot right. of us, you know. You know, we work multiple projects. We work Sundays, we work early mornings, late nights. So I know like a lot of artists and management and some people that think the party must go on all the time. But, you folks, know, we go out, folks, <laughs> we <laughs> wore out. So you have like, to so I, you have to you have to shut it down. And and, and I'm, I'm
0: going to get into more of what 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 you actually do on a daily. But I think this is a good place to kind of start to, because a lot of folks that talk to me, right, they're talking to me about I want to be in the industry. Right. And I'll ask them like what they know. I'll ask them things that they've read. Right. And then you mentioned something. You mentioned the charts. And even I'm a little bit confused now about the charts, right? Because the charts, if and, and correct me anywhere that I'm wrong at, it was like, mm-hmm. what was going on on radio? Um, what else was involved in the charts? Better, put it this way, let's just talk about what what involves in making a record like where it charts at now, like what goes into that?
1: Well, I work on the radio end. So it's it's pretty much the radio stations that are on the media-based chart. Now, the Billboard chart, is a combination of radio airplay streams, Shazam. It's a it's a, it's a whole gumbo of things. Sales, how they equip, how they how they chart records. Right. I'm on the radio end. It's all about airplay. Either you got it or you don't. <laughs> either either. <laughs> either. you got it, or you don't. That, that simple. That's it. Like right? you either got the records on if it's if it's top forty. It's top, it's a top thirty record, top twenty, top fifteen, top ten, top five. You never want to, you never want to be four or two. You always want to, well, you never want to be top out at two. You always want to go number one. You never want to get to two and, and start out. You're trying to go number one. You know you're not going to go number one on every record, right? But you know that you have certain benchmarks on records where you're trying to hit, and it's important that you know those things. And you know, with us, our label, we always our motto is we chart everything.
0: Right. And how hard is it to get a number one record? Because if I'm not like I I, I remember like with as, with as many records as Drake has had. Right. Drake has had you. And we all know Drake has had pretty much what's what equates to a phenomenal excess success. Right. And I remember it coming out that he didn't get a number one record, though. And I guess I'm not talking about, I guess, on the urban side, but he didn't get a number one record until he had a record with like it was um with uh, what's her, what's her name? Rihanna. Right. He didn't get enough, his first number one record was really with her. And it wasn't oh, his radio, record
1: on the radio end. I don't even remember when Drake Drake been getting number one records. So everything he touches is gold. I call Drake Add Water. Everything <laughs> wow. he add Add Water. He he's right. he's a he's a darling at radio. He's a darling in our business, and he's a he's a legend in our business. And he's a, he's the Chico. He's the cheat, <laughs> he is hard to do, like because. You know, Khaled is signed to us Epic, and Drake has been on several of his records. Every record we've had with Drake has been number one. Wow. If Drake has been in there. He's, it's, it's a different experience dealing with radio, and Drake is signed to Universal. He's not signed to Epic. People make room for Drake. If you hear Drake's about to drop, programmers, if they program, let's say Drake's dropping a record on Friday right. at midnight. Programmers usually program, maybe Tuesday at the latest on Thursday. They're gonna come back for for Drake only for a couple key artists. They'll come back on Friday and they they gonna they gonna make sure that record's in the system. So it's so it's getting some run on the weekend and getting getting in there early. Friday, like it's certain. I think I think Drake gets that. Future gets that. Cali gets that. The um, um, baby, little baby certain artists just get that darling treatment where they're vip and you want to make sure that artist is on your radio station wow it's it's crazy it's 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 it's, 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 hey man some people just got the sauce (laughs) some
0: people got the sauce man and
1: and i and i I want
0: folks to i want folks to listen and understand too because i get so many people that'll stop me right and they're new artists they'll go home and they make a record tomorrow right and all of a sudden they in the industry man why my record ain't on the radio but yet the conversations with a brother like yourself and what you go through just trying to get a record on the radio you know what i'm saying so so let's let's back up a little bit and talk about like what you have to do on a daily and now you now you're a vp right so so how did you even get your start in the, in this game let's get let's get how you even got your start in this game
1: well i started um on street team i was i was a street team guy. i did i had a um i was on a street team at the same time I was an intern at a radio station in Nashville and um, I was, I had a college radio show. This is when I was in graduate school I had a college radio show. And everybody's like, yo, you should really be on radio. Yada, yada, yada. So I went to the radio station in Nashville. I'm like, yo, I want a radio show. I just, you know, cause I'm young and dumb, do not how to talk to my body. Right. <laughs> and it was like, nah, but you're going to be a promotion intern. All that did was me. I was like, I'm in the building. That's all I wanted to do. i like, as long as I get in the building, I'm going to hustle. I'm going to figure it out.
0: Right.
1: I ended up being in a promotion a promotion intern, and I got bitten by the promotion bug. But I ended up still doing overnight, pro, um, producing morning shows, then overnights, and then I started doing nights at one point. But I, also, I was always a street team guy. I had all these accounts. Um, and one day my boss came to me. and was like, you got to pick a side you can't, you got to pick a side. You, Cause I'm I, I was had, I had every label. Right. Every label, I had all this stuff. I was also working mix show. My station where I'm doing nights as well as the station. I'm calling the mixers at the, my competing stations. Like, yo, don't forget to play this record today. And my right. boss like, yo, what are you doing? And so she's like, you got to pick a side. And of course, you know, me being young and dumb, I had to pick a side, so I got fired. <laughs> right. I got fired. Experience. So I ended up so exactly. So I ended up I had my company full time. Um but while I was, you know, I had a mentor, his name was Lester Pace. Um, Shout out to Lester one Pace. Of, one, one of my many mentors. And I was I was one day I was um I was based in Nashville. He was in um he was in Memphis. I was meeting with a guy from Warner Brothers I was trying to get the Warner Brothers uh street team account. It was the only street team account I didn't have. I had everything. I drove to I drove to Memphis, and Lester told me, "Yo, come out of office before you leave." So I came out of office. He's like, "You want a job?" And I was like, "Doing what?" <laughs> <He> was like, <laughs> "He said, don't worry about that. I'll, I'll train you. Do you want a job?" He said, "Will you leave Nashville?" I like, yeah, because I'm not from Nashville. I'm you know I'm from East St. Louis. Oh, okay. So yeah, so I was like, I go anywhere. I said I ain't married to no city. So I literally had three conference calls from the drive from Memphis to Nashville. By the time I got to Nashville, I had a job with Interscope. Wow. Two days, la- two days later, they flew me to LA, and I met the whole staff. It was like December, and it was like, I met the whole staff, and they was like, all right, well, you know, you're going to be a new regional for Interscope Geffen. Um, and they shipped me a computer, a printer, and a BlackBerry, and told me to get to work. Wow! And so and and so I moved. I moved to Memphis, and Lester taught me the business. And when I say he's probably one of the best promotion guys in the business ever, ever. Like I still admire him from afar. He's and I talk to him every week. He's just he's just so good at what he does. And I, from there, I went to I worked for Kashi. E1. and then it was a it was a guy named Benny Pugh I met. When he was at Death Jam, yeah, Big Benny and Big <laughs> Benny, and can I can I cuss on this or yeah, go ahead, bro. Okay, all right, cool. <laughs> so Benny is a dude from East New York, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I know Benny. Benny. Well, yeah. So I'm 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 a, I was on the street team, and I'm sure you know Ron Heard too, correct? Yeah. This is regional fit. Fr- yes, sir. Ron. So Ron was on the road with an artist. So we, they had some issues with a programmer in Nashville. So Ron was like, "Yo, can you take Benny around to the radio stations so he can have meetings?" Because I'm on a road with an artist. So I took Benny around the whole city. I walked him into a lot of people's offices. He probably couldn't get in because he didn't know him. He's just a BP. He just, you know. So I never forget. He got he he got in my car. I, he was going to be there for like two or three days. He was like, "I'm not leaving Talk to meet with all these people." I made sure you met with everybody the same day. Wow. So he was like, so he was like, yo, man, take me back to the, take me to the hotel. So I'm going to myself, I'm the fuck up out of here. I'm going back <laughs> to the That's a Benny move, though. <laughs> yeah. So he said, I'm done. He said, I'm done. So I'm, I'm out of here. So before, t- I get into the airport and he was like, yo, B, you know how you speak? Right. It? That, B, yeah. I don't even like street team niggas, B. I'm going to hire you one day. Closes the door, don't talk to the motherfucker for eight years. Eight wow. years. I, 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 I called him, emailed him. He never called me back. Never emailed me back. Text, nothing. So 2012, I get a call. Yo, B, you want a job? Like, <laughs> like I, ain't, I ain't talked to him in eight years. Right. What's up, B? You want a job? Because Arnold Taylor, another friend and mentor of mine, was like, yo, B, you want a job? He's like, I said, yeah, hold tight. Hunk the phone, Benny calls. Yo, you want a job? It was like the mafia games. You know what I'm right. saying? And they flew me to New York, and he was like, you got to move. Because at the time, I was living in Memphis. He was like, you got to move to the Midwest. Do you want to go home, which is St. Louis, or you want to go to Chicago? I'm like, send me to Chicago. Right. So... um. Right before I'm flying to Chicago to sign my lease, he calls me, hey, I want you to go to Cleveland. I'm like, what? And so this is the time this is this is Epic is just really re we, rebranding we itself. LA had just LA had just got there, Benny was there. We wouldn't I was the last person on staff to get hired. Right. Our team wasn't even complete. So he was like, yo, I just want you to go to Cleveland for a year. Go to Cleveland for a year, you rusty. I want you to earn your chops. Get you know get knocked the rust off because you go in Chicago, you gonna you gonna get swallowed up. I need you to go. So I was like, all right, whatever. Right. Went to Cleveland for four months, and he called me one day, Yo, B, find you somewhere to live. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you move into you move into Atlanta. I was wow. like, and they they promoted my boy I Amir mean, boy to national mix show guy and then moved, and, and so I was being a regional for the Midwest and the Southeast. And then I got promoted to national, then I got promoted to VP uh, about a year and a half ago. That's a short break. Well, this
0: is, this is what I like about that story though. And this, is what I, this is, and this is where I wanna go right now with that, right? Because the story yeah. is dope to me, but this is the part of the story that I want everybody to get right here too though, is mm-hmm. how important were those relationships and those mentors because, not once there did you tell me that you applied for a job, bro. Did you, you realize that? A, not once never did never you
1: tell me. I've never had an interview in my entire career.
0: Right. Interview. Right. That, that's what I'm saying, and and that happened to me a lot. Like I was like, the resume part was almost a formality. yo I need a resume, though. Like, give that to me when you come here.
1: They they told me that when I got hired at Interscope and Epic. A, hey, I need. I gotta give it to HR. But right. you straight though. We we just gotta talk about the money. We like, right. we done with every. I was like, I'm not here to interview. He's like, nah, fuck you here. Right. <laughs> it's like, you know, but it, it it is the balance of relationships. Keeping your name out there, keeping it clean. Right. I was an independent for a long time. So I, I stayed on the road with artists. I stayed, like, before I took the job with Epic, Interscope had hired me to go out with Red Cafe for an entire month. So I literally went across the country with Red Cafe for 28 days. I met PDs I knew, hadn't seen in a while, um, and hadn't seen before. Then I got the job, and I was like, oh, I just met him because I was in – because I literally went through the entire Midwest, Texas. I went through Ohio Valley, Florida. I went through the whole country with Red over 28,
0: 29
1: days. Right, And –
0: what, what, I, what I also want folks to get out of this, too, is because everybody seems to think that you can, that you can skip steps. Right. And, and, you know, my man, Ray Daniels, we, we all know Ray, right? Ray told That's me one long. time, Ray was like, good shit happens to people that are in the room. And one of the things I love about your story is you stayed in the room and you kept Dude, your, you know, what I'm saying you did what you said you was going to do. Well, if you took on an opportunity, you was like, I got this, though. And then you follow through and did it. You wasn't just trying to be like, well, I'm in the room. I'm partying. You did the job.
1: So, you did the job, but see, it was the same. It, I had the same mentality when I took the job at the radio station. I wasn't getting paid. Hey, I was an intern. My whole right. thing was, I'm in the building. When I when I got when I started meeting when I was when I became the promotion director at that radio station, all the radio reps they would come out my office and speak and say whatever, and they didn't realize I was the same guy that had all these street team accounts until. I started, I was, they found out that I was the guy that could, I could get all the DJs in the room because I had a record pool. Boom. So they was like, Oh shit. You're the guy who I, I had a record pool. I had all, I had all the influence and labels would call me, yo, I want to do a listening session with tip. I want to do a listening session with all these artists that are huge now that I did like in hotel, like conference rooms. I would like right. buy food, liquor, you know, and play albums. And like, yo, well, tell me what y'all think. Tip will walk in there, do this and that. David band will come in and do this and that. Like, people will come in and host them. And this, that is when the industry was so grassroots, even for artists. So it's so different now. And I'm not knocking the younger generation because I do love the tech movement and how they, they navigate things on social media. But back then, you had to have your feet on the ground. Right. You had to move around. You literally had to go everywhere, right? And you were forced to touch everybody,
0: right? So, what do you find? What do you find yourself having to do now, especially being in your position, right? I, and I know, like a lot, a lot of times now, even though I know you as a dude, just because I know you personally, you still love to move around, right? But being Absolutely. in your position now, it's a lot more probably too about strategy, right? So now that things have changed, and it's not so much of you know how we used to have these listening parties where we had all the DJs in a room. What do you do? in your position now to get like, you know, that a new artist you, you, you your a signs a new artist, right? And it's not of the Ross caliber, somebody that you guys are having to break a little bit and you're trying to introduce them to DJs and, and people like myself. And I guess nine times out of 10 or eight times out of 10 or seven times out of 10, they got maybe like a little bit of an internet buzz. Maybe what are you guys doing differently now? As well, opposed to how, how it was done a few years
1: back. because I, I love being on the ground. So, I take some of, my, some of the older attachments that I had, and also I try to give those to the younger guys on our staff. So, like, so I'm like, did you do this? Did you set up, did you do a dinner? Just do, do an introduction dinner? Sometimes it don't have to be about the music. It needs to be about the introduction. I did a listening session with Jeezy 20 years ago, and folks came in and ate his fucking food, and didn't think nothing of it. And three weeks later, Trap or Die came out and everything was different. And I was like, see, that's what happens when you don't, you don't know who you sit with. Right. They didn't see it. So sometimes I've, I've had artists, yo, he's in town. We ain't about to do you no, know, because it's a new artist, it's, especially now with it's such an influx of music. It's hard to break through the code. Let's go to dinner. You know, like, yo, let's me, you, yo, let's me, you, the artist and manager. Let's four of us go to dinner. We ain't got to right. talk about music. We don't have to talk about music. But if the dinner were well, you know what? I'm, let me check this shit out on the right. home. That's what you, it's a, it's a fan of day. You still have to do a fan of day. And I, and I still have those conversations. Even now I'm in Atlanta. I still take an artist to the coalition DJs, smoky, smoked out, dark. I don't care. That VP shit don't mean nothing. Them boys don't know me for a minute. They don't know, they don't care about none of that. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm all the way in it. I'll go do that. I'll set up listening parties. Yo, you want to do like and now people like you, there are always influencers in, in every market that have tools, podcasts, video shows. I'm telling artists, you, you need to go do this. Cause you ain't even hot. Right. So let's. Well, let's. So you have to remind them you ain't high. How you gonna be high? And you. And some of them you have to explain to them because some of them didn't want to do radio. You have to realize, like I tell them, sometimes you only got to do this shit one time. You may have to do it twice. Like I tell them, Drake, he did all the interviews. He don't have to do that shit no more. Right. Future, I personally was at the front of that shit. Future has done all the interviews, all the radio shows. He did that. he ain't got to do shit for free. Exactly. No, he don't he can't, man, I need you to do an interview. He done, he told me six, seven, according to another interview, I'm done. And he deserved that. Because he right. did everybody's shit. He took care of everybody, from coast to coast. So now he's like, so if a person like that who did everything and commanded a half a million dollars for a show, no, I'm not bringing him to here to do this. No, he doesn't want to do it. He right. earned the right, though. He earned the right. And it's the same thing on the business And I earned the right to not do certain things, but I will if I have to, just like they will do if they have to. Right.
0: When I, when I think of that, and I, and I tell a lot of people this story, too, and, and, and I watch it, though, because I'll never forget how hot Fetty Wap was, right? Fetty was on fire in 15. Fetty was so hot that, like I tell everybody, when the whitest girl in America brings you on stage... Taylor Swift and the entire <laughs> arena. I ain't talking about just a small arena. I'm talking about the entire stadium is singing Trap Queen with you and her. Then you in a special place. Right. And I, I I'll never it. forget. He came and he was getting like 35, 40 a show then. So he was already in the market. And I and yeah. I and I called my man at that was at 300 at the time. I, I want to say it was Jay. And I was like, yo, is he going to stop our radio, do drops, meet the mixers, whatever. He was like, bro, I'm trying to get him to do something like just to stop by. He's already in the market and he wouldn't do anything. And I told mm-hmm. all my dudes here, I said, bro, that's going to hurt Fetty because you're not going to be as hot next year. And them same people that, like you said, they just would have met you. They just wanted to drop you the hottest dude. If they can get you to say their
1: name, they happy. They happy. They're going to drop forever. They're right. going drop forever.
0: Exactly. And when that record comes out that needs a little work, you ain't got to work them as hard because they're going to say, man, I remember Fetty came through. He was cool. I got to at least get this one to try. And it wasn't like he even had bad records. It almost was like people were just tired of the Fetty sound, right? It wasn't like the he records felt, were bad.
1: He he went from he went from there to just yeah. I was never a fan, I was never a fan, but I respect it because I don't have to like anything that the, the public likes. I just have to understand it. I understood why he was you know, people liked right. it, so I didn't care. You know, but the, you have to answer the point that you definitely have to you have to remember that. Because you're gonna and Lester taught me this and Lester used to tell artists this, it's gonna be a time that you're not hot and you're gonna need this person. You're right. gonna need a little help. Your record is not gonna to go to one, it's gonna be like a mid-chart or maybe barely get on the chart. You're gonna need this person's help. So you might wanna go in there right now and kiss some ass now. Cause you don't want you don't wanna do it when you get busy.
0: Right. And I, and I tell people all the time too and 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 maybe I'm different like I said, because I think that what what happened to me in the beginning was I met dudes like yourself, right So the respect was so quick and so mutual to me that I was like, you don't owe me dinner, but if you want to go, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna come yeah. out if you come in town, right And even when Absolutely. I would meet those artists, right? I didn't feel like they owed me nothing, but I would remember you understand what I'm saying and I always was too like, man I know you're busy, bro like like but if you here, you know what I'm saying? Like, just run through. Like, I just, I would, because the other mixes to me weren't like me. Like, I got up like you. I wanted to always be out. When I said Tampa's most connected DJ, that means something to me, right? So, Absolutely. if I know Corey is by the city, I don't care how tired I am. He's only in town for this day. I'm hanging out with him. You understand what I'm saying? Hello. We get a couple Hello. of drinks, we do whatever. I give him a ride, he's back to his hotel, but I did see him while he was in the city. And that's Absolutely. how I kind of felt, you know what I'm saying, about, about the Fetty thing. Another thing I wanted to ask you, too, is what do you do? As a promotional guy, because you, because also too, let's differentiate. Like I said, I always want people to learn something. There is a space where you could find talent because you are that one of those guys that's been in it and understand what's hot. But on the norm, A and R dudes, they sign talent, and next thing you know, it's on your desk to promote. What do you do when that record comes in there, and you and your team just know that it is
1: basura, aka trash? What do you do, Corey? I have to, I always say, I have to take myself out the equation.
0: Boom. So okay.
1: Fair I enough. don't have to, I don't have to, I don't have to like it to work it. And I always circle back and I tell some of the younger guys, I worked D4L, Laffy Taffy. You could not have told me that that record would have been number one. <laughs> right. You couldn't have told me. Right. You couldn't have told me, but it did. Yeah. And that was the moment I was like, you know what? This ain't about you. You got to get, you got to take yourself out the room because what you like and love may not be what the public like and love. That's a lot of stuff. I hear, I love, I love little baby. I love the baby. I love J Cole. I, lo- I love artists and some artists just like, please give me the song that please. Right. So I can <laughs> like, I want to know the song to make me love this artist, why y'all love him so much? Right, but you know it's 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 definitely a strategy. My whole thing is that like me and Tracy, my boss, who's the EVP of Epic, June, who's a VP of Mick Show, we literally it's just it's just strategy. Okay, so who's gonna play it? Right, where are they from? Who can we? Put, who are our friends? That's the relationship business. Who are yeah. our friends to give us a shot? All we're asking for is a shot. Because we, we, it may be something that works. Right. It may it be not be enough for us. It's, it's, you know, trash is subjective. It's subjective. Like, some things I fought be like, yo, we can't put that out. We got to figure out a way to cut that. This is going to make us look crazy. But some records, we're just going to have to run it and see what happens. And we've run certain records, and it kind of like... And some records are just kind of like told you, but you have to work, you have to put you have to put it out. The the job for an artist and a label is to put out music, right? That's our job. That's our responsibility. Like you can't you can't hold on to it. You got to give it away. And You have to see what's see what's out there. And I think that's a, a fear with artists is that they don't want to be well received. I mean, you know, they don't want to be uh, received the wrong way or labeled as whack, but that's the risk of putting out music. People have to realize some of our greatest artists, Prince, CB Wonder, Shit, Jay-Z, like those guys put out a lot of albums. All your albums are not gonna do well. Shit Future. Futures put out like like seven, eight albums. He's put out a lot of albums. And they're not all gonna hit. But you know what? It's out. Right. You don't know. You don't know until it's out. You know, so I think it's strategy, getting to the right people, delivering data, talking to our friends, see if the record's Shazamming. Um, perfect example, Give on. We worked Heartbreak Anniversary on R&B Radio a year and a half before we went to Urban. It didn't do shit on R&B Radio. It topped out maybe at top 25. They talked about his voice. They said he wasn't shit. They said, like, for they didn't believe it. Right. He, but he was streaming. His fans were, his fan base had pushed that shit out. So because of our failures at R&B Radio, we weren't sure how it was going to proceed on mainstream, top 40 rhythmic, And we're number one. Yeah, I heard, that,
0: I heard that record a lot at Rhythmic and Pop. <laughs> I didn't really hear much at Urban, but you're right. It, it, I, it, and and it, being it, a person, it, I, I punch around the dial. You're it, right. It, but it, I didn't it, know that story, which is a, it, a, like you said, another mini one that somebody like yourself has to sit in the office and like you said, how much the data means and
1: the, everything. The data, the data told us that this record was real. We didn't we realize we worked it at R&B Radio and it didn't we worked it a year and a half ago and it didn't work. But the data was telling us it is working. So we had to take the data to our partners. We had to take the Shazam. I don't like that record. was number five, Shazam in your, in your city? In your city. Somebody like it. it ain't, you may not like it. So I had to tell people to take themselves out of the equation. I had to tell my partners to take themselves out of the equation. Partners that, that could be older. I remember, I've had partners that didn't understand Travis Scott in the beginning. Yo, ask your son, what he you like? Bet your son like Travis Scott. Bet you. Ask your nephew. I had a program to read to call me on a Sunday. I get it. Like, he said, yo, my... <laughs> like, t- almost wanting to apologize? Almost wanting to me. apologize? He called me. His son went to the local university. Uh, we went to Alabama State and, and one of them. He was like, my, he said, my nephew called me and said, my station sounds stupid because we ain't playing no Travis Scott. And he said, "I put it. He put he put the record in on a Sunday." He said, "Hey man, I'm 50 years old. My fault, right? You know, so you have to go to your target audience, and that's data. I'm about to tell these guys, you may not like it, I may not like it, but shit, this motherfucker's streaming five million times a week. That ain't no fucking accident, bro. Right? <laughs> that ain't no accident. Like this record is doing, Shazam and." in all the top 40 markets, top 15, it's not an accident. You can't, you can't buy those numbers. Right. It's streaming. It's at a hundred million. You can't buy it. So now, okay, we'll put it in. Hey, I kind of like this. <laughs> oh, <it's, laughs> the, the only thing i love more than life is to shut people up. Right. <laughs> to prove them wrong. <laughs> to prove my partner's wrong. I love to prove my partner's wrong. Right. That's what I live. That's what I live for. Just shut them up. Like, oh, don't let, please don't tell me my work is whack. And we go top five with number one. Please, please don't. You might
0: please call them on a Sunday. Down. You go, You probably I'll call them play, on a Sunday. I'm
1: waving in your face. Hey, look, hey, guess what? <laughs> look at that. You waving it. I'm, I'm, I'm over here screenshotting text messages, like, sending it back to them. Like, yo, you said this on this day. Where this? Where this? Wow. Then I also got that relationship with my people. I through throw it back in their face.
0: Right. And it's a good
1: time. Like, it's a yo, good time, though. It's like... Oh, they do it, too, though. If my shit is dead, like, yo, remember you told me that record? Okay. I, hey, let's see it. Leave me alone. Right. <laughs> Leave me alone.
0: Just, just so folks listening understand, too, how does a record get picked? Like, who... And I guess, maybe it's at different levels, right? I'm sure when you're meeting with, with like, a Ross or a Future, and you guys are trying to decide on a single, how does that... Is that process different as opposed to, like, you have a new artist, like say how Giveon was. It was a, it was a, a very much so a new artist. So even when you were starting out with Travis Scott, like how does one pick? You know, are there because you know if if you, if I'm going by what I'm hearing right now, mm-hmm. I shouldn't even ever want to sign the Epic because independent is the move. You know the word out here, Corey. Independent is the move because everything y'all do is 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 not right these days. Independent is the move. You know, I, I just hear it. I'm just
1: saying, you, my partner. You know how we do. I'm for hearing. It. Like, so for for a brother who's been independent, I worked. I've been independent, right? I work for independent labels. Go ahead, and do it. <laughs> Go ahead, you it. It's it's pros and cons to both sides, right? Pros and cons of both sides. A lot of it comes down to money. It comes down to the to the CEO you know, um, ear, but man, when you want to, when you want to create a monster, you need, you need backing. Right. (laughs) You need, you need backing. And it's, it's hard to do. Like it's a lot of, I think sometimes people don't understand that. It's a lot of people working hard for you to be successful. Like you, you think cause you don't see everybody. It's, it's a whole staff, it's a whole urban promo staff. It's a whole digital staff, it's a sales staff, it's a PR staff. Yeah, we work in multiple projects, but we, we all have priorities too though. Like of course, you're, if, you, if you got momentum, you're, you're a priority. If, you, if you're gaining traction, you're a priority. I always tell artists, yo, it's all about everything in life is about leverage. You know, go in there and act like you don't need us. Go go do it. Cause what they do is some some artists not future Ross, because even Ross got his own team. A lot of these guys have their own teams. Right. You can't just give us a record. You can I mean, excuse me, you can, but me being a former independent, why what else are you, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Because if you're just going to give us a record, you you going know, maybe try the video, but you don't want to go on a promo tour. You don't want to do any interviews. You don't want to do shit. That, now you're putting us all the way back. Now we have to treat you like a product. But people that sell and do well do some of that shit. You can't pick and choose, I only do want to do New York and L.A. Or maybe I may come to Atlanta. I want to see Greg Street. No, you see Greg Street. You also got to see Incognito. You also got to see DJ Spring. and you also got to see DC Young. You got to see everybody. I rule When you come to Atlanta, if you you interview with everybody or nobody, right? Period. And it just takes. It's just a different level of, um, you know, responsibility when you're independent and you are major. Because, it's, I mean, independent, you can move. You can move the needle quickly if you got the right professionals working for you because a lot of independent labels don't have the right people. They got friends, but they don't know how to navigate. Right. If you got the right people around you, you can, you can make some shape. But again, it goes down to money. Who wants to pay for that?
0: I had, and, and I've never really told anybody's story. I had a, an executive tell me one time and I wasn't talking to him about Caled in particular, but I was <laughs> talking to him about that kind of a project. Right. And it was more so like if a DJ had a collection of really dope records, Mm -hmm. could it work? And he told me, he was like, nah, I don't think it could work because, you know, it's almost like he couldn't join it together. Like, he couldn't market it right the way, you know what I'm saying? Like, like Khaled has worked. What did y'all see? Or what do do you see in Khaled that makes it go? You know, because a lot of people, they, they, like, and this is what I love about Khaled. Khaled to me, and I love about Khaled, I love about Kanye, that it don't matter what's going on in the noise out here. That belief in themselves
1: is where it starts at. It's, it's, it's not even that. Khaled is I don't I'm not even sure what is what how old he is. I know he's probably late forties, mid late forties. Khaled comes from a he comes from the school I came from where everything was on the ground, right? So he's a self promotion genius. He pro, he self promotes. He believes in his records even probably when he shouldn't. He, 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 every record is the number one record for him in his head, he acts like it. He right. comes in there and he also, um, and I know you've been around him, he knows how to, he's a master salesman. So right. Khaled, when he walk in the room, like no one, I'm a I'm radio personality. No one talks like that all day. <laughs> right. <laughs> he doesn't talk like that all day. Right. But when he got to turn it on, you know how to turn the switch on. It's a couple of artists I've seen that really know how to turn the personality button on when they're in front of people. When they got to sell it, when they're in front of the camera, he's a professional with it. He knows how to do. He knows how to sell it. He knows how to sell it to the staff. You know that shit you see on Instagram and on Snapchat. Well, he to soup. Oh, he dancing too. He dancing, piping all that shit. He
0: right.
1: believes in his shit. Yes, it's, it's it's no it's no that you know that brother's about to get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He deserves that shit. That yeah, boy came works. from pilot. He came from pilot radio, dog. Yeah, I know pilot do. radio. And look at him now. He deserves every. He worked hard for it. He busts his ass. He knows how to sell it, and that shit matters. in a In a in an age where artists just throw it out and walk away, he's like, no, nah, fuck that. Yeah,
0: he's no, walking with his. He's walking right beside walk, his What, walking, what steps oh, I need to take?
1: Where we at? Are we are we at 14? Okay, let's get to 10. Let's get it. What you need right. me to do? Like selling it. In it. He's in it. He gives a fuck. Even if he if if he if he secretly didn't give a fuck, he shot shot out of me because he acts like he does. Right. And that shit matters, man. And I always say that he will be a perfect person to have like over at A&R because he would have to put these kids through. It's a, it's literally a, a school you should be going through. That you should see how an art a person comes into a building and wows buildings. Everybody don't have that that skill. It's a skill, right? I've seen it from him back when I was younger. David Banner used to come in there and woo the whole fucking building. Like everybody, like, no, nah, I love you. Walk away, <laughs> right? Kissing Ross is like that, like real talk. I had Ross here when he come on the job in December. I swear to God, three girls almost quit their jobs and wanted to leave with him, like straight up. <laughs> I counted it. Like he coming there, and the charm is he's the most charming motherfucker I know. He know how to. He know how to for the men, for the women. He just know how to do it, right? He, but he come from that school where he had to go to the Ozone Awards and go see and shake all them hands. And had to go to TJ's, DJ's and shake all them hands and go to the hip hop wars when they first came to Atlanta for a BT. And when it was just grassroots and like, yo, that shit was important.
0: Yes, very much so.
1: It's important to develop your personality. It really was a, it's, it was really life skills and developing your personality for what you're trying to do. So now it's nothing for him. It's second. It's to turn the personality on. Like, the radio room at BET in LA every year. Like you have to turn your personality on for an hour and a half. Right, it's a lot of shit. That shit's hard because shit. I'm an introvert, but when I gotta go sell, I gotta go sell. So none of that shit matters. None, of, none of the, none of what I got going on in my life or how I want to deal with it matters when I gotta turn on my light and I gotta go into salesman mode. Nobody wanna hear that bullshit, right? I can't be like, ah, oh, heard you got this new record. Yeah, man. No, so when artists do it I'm like what the fuck you can't do that you gotta go sell it this is your shit this is your shit go sell that you gotta go sell it just like we go sell it and if you don't care about it more than we do it's never gonna work
0: boy that's game right there Yeah, I know that this one is a little touchy but I, I wanted to get your thoughts too because I know that you had an early relationship with Dolph and you, you know, what I'm saying like you're like I said, the thing that I love about you, too, and I and I've, I've had a chance to be around you and, and know the story and, and a lot of it. And it I heavily relate to it because I, like I always feel like I had to be there. I feel like, you know, we can't miss no steps, you know. So when you look at when you when you look at Dolph, man, um, mm-hmm. first of all, what do you what do you really remember about Dolph? What I remember about Dolph, the
1: first of all. A person who's like my little brother, DJ Rock Steady, is his DJ. Right. Like me and Rock Rock was our little guy around the office in Memphis and became Dolph's DJ. But what I one thing I remember about him, Dolph always had my number. Like we'll talk we'll we'll find bummer to each other. Man, hold on. Do, 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 oh man, you still got this number? No matter this is I've known him 10, 12 years. And he was like, Man, you i He's hey you see your number, right? Yeah, so got it. Man, hey bro. yo, Corey. Like, he was just a he was just a good dude. And to be honest, man, like I know how street shit work. I do. But he didn't deserve a guy like that. He didn't he didn't he didn't deserve that. Um he was really a good, like, I mean, I'm, I'm when I was at Rocksteady's wedding, Dolph pulled up looking like Dolph. Smelling yeah, right. like Dolph. No suit on, jeans and a polo shirt. Smelling like Dolph.
0: But he was going to be there.
1: That's his boy. Right. That's his boy. He, I, me, me and my partner, Ricardo Hunter, did um, Dolph's first listening party for DJs in Memphis. This is, had to be in 2000, maybe ten. Maybe uh, you know, 2010, maybe 2011. At our, at we did a, we were all the DJs together, played play his mix, you know, mixtape. I had a, at the time I had a magazine in Memphis called Concrete Max. I put them on the cover of the magazine. I knew we had potential. Didn't know where it was going to go. Memphis is just a hub of great talent, anyway. Right. So I never really knew. I got the job from Epic. Moved around, but me and him had always been always been cool. And of course, me and Rock was cool. So Rock come to Atlanta, where you at? Pull up on him, see him somewhere. It was all love. But how he went out like that, man! Like, let's be clear, it's a lot of pieces of shit on Earth, and it's a lot of pieces of shit. People, artists, whatever, exactly, what it was on, We can run it all the way down. Man, he wasn't one of them. He wasn't one of them. He didn't deserve to go out like that. Right. Man, he had a lot more to do. He was one of the, like one of the. He was really one of the. You know, people say he of the good ones. Nah, he was one of the good
0: ones for real. Right, and it was crazy that he was back there to do more good in the neighborhood when that happened. And That's what he do on top of that, supporting what we always talk about supporting, right? A local black business. He has shown support Absolutely. for that, and one of his saying that is one of his favorite places, and got caught there. Um, if you could, if you could tell a young artist. Something that you saw Dolph doing that they can definitely learn from when it comes to this music thing and this industry thing, what would that be?
1: Put it out. He put the music out. Consistently put the music out. Like he didn't care if it was, I'm not even going to say that. I'm not going to say if he didn't care if it was good or bad, but he was he a was fearless one that you have to put the music out, man. Let the people judge. But he, he, he stayed present, he stayed independent. For you know, and he just consistently put out music, and that's how you find your voice. That's how you find your crowd. That's how you find your fans when you constantly put out music. I've seen it with the greats. People don't remember. Cheesy was the same way. Two Chains was the same way. Like, come on, we all know he was Titty Boy. they like couldn't believe he changed his fucking name. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like these people put in time and. We forget the time because it' hot now. The baby, little baby, Migos, Gucci, like you can run the list back and forth. Like people, like you gotta put in the you gotta put the music out. That's how you build your base. You gotta put the you can't hope that one song here. One, put the shit out, dog. That song that you married to may not be the one, but it may be a song in that project that's gonna make it go but you don't want to put it out because you're scared. Dolphins never scared. Put that shit out. Right. He was persistent and consistent. And it showed. He moved around. He, he almost was like an older artist because he just constantly, he, he was to stay on the road before he started doing a lot of shows, stay on the road and did shit. It was important. Yeah.
0: It's crazy, man. Like, and, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's like, it's like, it's like, just like you, you started out saying an, another one of us that that's promising that has pretty much almost you know, definitely made it out to where now he can support his family and the people around him and give them opportunities. And Absolutely. just like that, he's gone. Yeah. And that's why I always say too, like black lives got to matter to us too, man. Like I can't, I gotta, I gotta look at you. Right. And I gotta give you the same respect that I'm asking other people to give. you. And Absolutely. if and you have a disagreement I gotta look at you, especially if I call you my brother, like I do. I'm like, "Yo, Corey, man, we gotta talk about this." I ain't immediately gotta go online and be disrespectful as other
1: people, because I've been talking
0: to you like this. So we need to have another conversation if something isn't right between us. And and and
1: I just think that we're boss should pick up the phone, right? Pick up the phone, have a conversation. Some of that shit, a lot of a lot of beefs can be ironed out with a phone with a conversation, dog. It's just sometimes some of this shit just a misunderstanding, and even. If it can't be ironed out, it's an understanding. Okay, we just don't have to fuck with each other no more. But we, we ain't got to take it there. Right. You know, and, you know, folks usually take it there. And they don't understand that life really mean life.
0: Yeah. And it's I'm crazy. Like, they don't understand, I think, how many other lives are affected. Like, they take that one, Right. But look at grenade. the amount of people that were affected by every time we lose somebody, like a Dolph, we go back to Tupac and Biggie, which I saw another story on the other day, right? Like how many lives have been affected by that that we're still talking about to this day?
1: It's you a know? grenade. It's a grenade. Yeah. It affects more than it just. It affects more than one person. It's not. It's it's truly a grenade. A grenade don't just hit. That's that little part. It spreads out. It hits so many people, and then that hits, and that affects so many people, and that affects so many people. It's real. And people don't think of it like that. They just say, like, oh bro, fuck it. No, it's not like that. You can't replace sir, some people can be replaced.
0: Right. And I, I I appreciate you taking this time and my, my brother to talk to me, man. And 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 I um, well, my brother. Man, I I just I just I'm coming to Atlanta. The, the next time I talk to you, I'm coming to Atlanta. I'm gonna show Come people the office. I'm bringing the camera. No, that's the next move for us. Like, I'm gonna start moving around because I want I want the people that rock with me to see like these offices and see what really goes on, right? And like, you know, it's cool to get you here on camera. I appreciate that too. But I want I'm coming in the office and start moving around from here on out too. That's my next move. <laughs> I'm gonna be in the office with the camera. Like, so so when you having these meetings, right? How does it go? This is it's your setup, huh? That's how I want to hey, do yo. it, man. Which what, y- what y'all got coming up, man? Epic, it's a new year, we in the first quarter. What you got what you got about to pop off?
1: Man, you know, we got of course um right now Gibeon, still working Gibeon. Um Bia is on fire. My girl Bia. <sighs> Future's coming, Khaled's coming again, Travis Scott's coming, you know, all our smokers. We got our our cannons on deck. So we good. <laughs> Ready. If if Ready. if I could
0: get you to uh because I, like I said, the, I, I definitely am glad that you sat here, man, and talked to me because your story is one that, like I said, that I think so many of brother, young brothers that look like us need to hear because everybody thinks it's just Ross. And you and I both know the amount of people that's around Ross and then the outside team that expands to people like yourself up at Epic and around the country that help make Ross move, right? So if you could leave me with just just a piece of advice, a, a little bit of game for, for a young kid watching this, man, what, what would you tell them?
1: Always, always tell people, young as I deal with too, is surround yourself with opportunity, surround yourself with success. If you want to be, and that's not saying you're opportunist. Like for me, to this day, I'm not in my 40s. I intern for somebody right now, if it makes sense. Dead ass. I like if certain people, if I need to be in a room with that person, that means I have to be in a room with that person for free, and do shit for them. This week before, I'm gonna do it. That's surrounding myself with opportunity. and surrounding myself with success because I'm not gonna. I don't want shit you got. I just want to find out how I can do it myself. That's how I'm gonna be successful. You don't have to give me no money. Lester, I just tell that story. That's the most open-hearted person, Benny. I don't look. I don't want. You, I don't want what you got. I don't get my own shit. Just teach me, right? Just teach me. And you got and you have to put yourself around that like-minded individuals. And that's really surrounding yourself with the right people. If you're around people that don't like, yo, I'm starting this business and I understand what I was doing, I get it. But I had to surround myself with the right music industry people that will push me and you know, pat me on the back when I'm doing it right, and on my ass when I'm doing it wrong. And, and correct me when I'm wrong, because when I got in, I was a little bit raw. And I was a little bit, I not I don't have these smooth edges like I did then. And cussing, I was cussing and threatening people because our business can be volatile. Right. You know, but now, you know, I don't have to do that because I was taught better. And that's because I surrounded myself with somebody. That I used to drive Leslie. You know, I used to drive, Ricardo. Yo, you y'all going on the road? I will drive. I just want to be in the I just want to be in the meeting. Y'all ain't got to pay me shit. I don't want I'll pay for my own meals, pay for my own hotel room. I just want to go. I just want to be in the building. And yo, y'all yeah, understand people got responsibilities and shit like that. But I had a bigger plan. I always thought long term, so I, Like if I surround myself around the right people, make the right steps, work, do the work, it won't be all right. And I still got work to do, but I'm i am right.
0: I appreciate that, man. My man, Corey Sparks, VP of promotional <laughs> at Epic Records, man. And he's, he's this man told me, he said, man, I don't like to talk about myself, but if I got him, if I get him, if I ask him the right questions though, I can get the game today, man. I appreciate you, man. You like I said, you, as man. always, man, my brother, um, I, like i said i i'm coming to the office next time this was just like part one of the discussion with you i'm coming to <laughs> hang out because i because i just honestly do like what i really want to do and i've talked to you about this man I, my plan is i want to show them like people like yourself that really put in this work and that are really dope at what they do man like i just want to show it firsthand man and if, if you allow me in the space i'm coming like i said hey however we got to work it out man but i'm I'm glad that you took the time in and i really appreciate it man my brother i do
1: yeah thank you for having me brother
0: Hey, man, this is Hip Hop Study Hall, man. This is this is your house, too, man. You uh, Look, when I start putting pictures on the wall, your picture going right up there. When I start putting all the pictures on the wall, your picture going to be like, it. who that? That's Corey Sparks. not even understand. it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it.